Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast, and this is not just any week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. This is WrestleMania, pre-WrestleMania week. Though? That's right. WrestleMania, next Saturday and Sunday. I guess by the time you hear this, it'll be this Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. April 10th and 11th. Yep. I'm still not all that excited about it. Uh, that's about how I feel about it. Yeah. Because there's... matches that I I kind of want to see and then one more that okay like I kind of want to see so, I want to see Oscar versus Raya yeah I want to see the triple threat okay and I, I kind of want to see Apollo versus Biggie I just want to see Biggie destroy Apollo I do too like, um, just, I, really I want I want him to destroy him to the point that he can't ever use that accent again. Yeah, I want, I want it him is to awful. beat the accent out of him. We've got NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver on Wednesday and Thursday. Yep. Uh, it's got some good matches there, I think. EO versus Raquel. Mm-hmm. It's going to probably see Raquel Gonzalez's ascension to champion. I don't see any way that it doesn't, unless Dakota betrays her or something. Right. Um, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, that's going to tear the house down. That's going to be amazing. It's going to just, yeah, that is, that is, that should be at WrestleMania. Like, that should be representing NXT Saturday night, Sunday night at Mania itself. Agreed. Um, then we have uh, Karrion Cross versus Finn Balor. Or the NXT champion. That one's going to be really good. And then probably the one that I want to see the most this week. Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, yes. Versus. Yes. Walter. For the NXT UK championship. That's going to be. That is going to bring the house down. It is. It is. But before we get too much more into that, Jason, what are we drinking today? Well, it's Easter. It is. So Happy feel, Easter, everybody. So I feel like we shouldn't drink anything since it's a holiday. Ah, going with the Baptist alcohol, the evil thing. I mean, I was raised Baptist. Yeah. So there is that. Uh, also... In a in a unrelated and you can't prove it if it wasn't, I forgot to bring something. Yeah. Hmm. So uh totally unrelated to the idea of what yeah, I wanted no. to go with. No. Yeah. So our whiskey and wrestling podcast this week will just be wrestling. <laughs> the Monster and Water podcast. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> that's what we've got sitting here right now. So all right. Well, uh let us dive in to sure. wrestling for the week. Do you want to take Raw? I'll cover Raw. So, Raw 
kicked off with Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley doing their thing, at which uh, Cedric Benjamin and or Cedric Alexander and uh, Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> yeah, I know. Shut up. Uh, basically, got kicked out of the hurt business. I'm sorry, <laughs> Cedric Benjamin. <laughs> Cedric Benjamin. We had uh, Sheamus versus Riddle, where Sheamus won. Uh, Jackson Riker versus Braun Strowman, where nobody won. Uh, but really and truly, I guess Braun won. Uh, we had the Hey Hey Hop Hop presentation by Miz and Morrison. Ugh. We had Cedric versus Shelton. Um, which never really started. Um, because Lashley interrupted. With the New Day, uh, game night, which was AJ Styles versus Xavier Woods, where uh, AJ won. I think. No, it was a DQ. It was a DQ. I want to step back. Was that Cedric versus Shelton, or was it Cedric and Shelton versus Cedric and Shelton versus Bobby? Bobby. My bad. My bad. I think. I think. Yeah. I think our notes got it wrong. Um, we had Sheena Baszler versus Naomi, where Naomi won. Uh, Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre was your main event, where of course Drew won. Um, and that was raw. Yeah, that, that was raw. Uh, jumping over to NXT, NXT had Roderick Strong versus Cameron Grimes, and Cameron Grimes is attempting to buy the intellectual property of the Undisputed Era. So Roderick Strong won that match. No, no, Cameron Grimes actually won that match. Uh, after which Roddy walked out and said he was done. Uh, Santos Escobar versus Tyler Breeze. Uh, of course, Escobar won that one. He's the one getting the push. Yeah, and that one's actually going to be another match we didn't mention a little while ago. Uh, but uh, Devlin versus yeah, Escobar right. for the yep. unified mm-hmm. cruiserweight championships. Um, we got The Way, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell versus Gigi Dolan and Zeta Ramir. I think I said that right. Um, yeah, The Way won that one. We had Zoe Stark versus Raquel Gonzalez, uh, which was a really good match for Zoe, but Gonzalez still got the win. She's getting the push. She's probably getting the title. No surprise there. They previewed a documentary thing, I guess, that they're doing on Peacock called Prime Target, Uh, and this is for Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Sami Zayn documentary. No, 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 no. That that's on that's on SmackDown, and they're not WWE is not behind <laughs> that one. Um, we had Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter versus uh, T and Shaw. Zia Lee, yeah, well, like Zia Lee's the one. Why is it just say T okay. and Shaw is the name of their little group? Oh, is it okay? Zia Lee, okay. Boa, and somebody else. Yeah, whoever the the woman yeah, is. One is. Yeah. Um. T and Shaw won that. Um, Caden Carter got up and like the worst ever choke out that I've ever seen performed. Mm-hmm. 
Um, then we had a battle royal to qualify for the North American Championship gauntlet, um, where um, L.A. Knight won that. I'm you sorry, didn't do it right. I didn't. L.A. Knight. Thank you. He won that. So yeah, that was NXT. Uh, moving to AEW, we had the entering debut of Christian Cage uh, versus Frankie Kazarian. Your Christian won. We then had an exhibition match of Cody versus QT, which ended in a no contest uh, with some shenaniganry. Uh, Moxley versus Cesar Bononi, where, of course, John Moxley won. Uh, MJF had a segment where he uh, did some stuff with the Pinnacle. We had a six-man tag team match of the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid versus Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, where Omega and the Good Brothers won. Uh, then we had a women's tag match of Taya Conti and Hikaru uh, Shida uh, versus Nyla Rose and Allie, where Allie and Nyla, uh, and Nyla won. Uh, then we had the an- Arcade Anarchy match. Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy versus Kip Sabin and Miro, where finally Chuck Taylor and Cassidy get a win. And I'm calling it. That's match of the of the week. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's dive into SmackDown real quick, and then we'll we'll circle back. Um, Edge came out and said the rated R superstar was back. He finally likes who he sees in the mirror. Blah blah blah. I guess he didn't like himself for the last mm-hmm. two years, whatever it's been. Um, we got an eight man tag match, uh, which was won by uh, Alpha Academy and uh, Ziggler and Rude, or. Rudolph. We had uh, Corey Graves moderating a Seth Rollins and Cesaro face-off because, you know, we're getting close to WrestleMania and we can't actually have matches. Uh, we, we've got to just have people talking. We had um, some women's tag team chaos uh, where Natalia defeated Shayna Baszler and then, like, literally every single woman's tag team on Raw and SmackDown showed up to beat the crap out of each other. Sami Zayn debuted his documentary. Logan Paul or Jake Paul or whichever one of the Paul brothers it was didn't really seem all that impressed, but he agreed to be in Sami's corner at Mania. Yay. Right. <laughs> we got Bianca Belair versus Carmella, uh, where Belair defeated Carmella. I say that three times fast. And then we had a street fight, Daniel Bryan versus Jay Uso, which Bryan defeated Uso. And that was SmackDown. That was our week in wrestling, guys. Um, let's let's talk about the high point. Okay. Let's talk about the high point. I was about to say, there's not a lot to talk about in wrestling this week. It yeah, it's all, it's all placeholder. So, WWE so is all in placeholder WWE mode. WWE is all completely placeholder because you had... NXT was placeholder because, of course, Stand and Deliver is this week. And then Raw and SmackDown were both very much placeholder with a couple of minor things. Yeah. Because WrestleMania is this weekend. So let's talk about this arcade anarchy match. Now, when this match started, none of us were None of us knew what was going on. We were like, what's happening? Why is it like that? So Orange Cassidy tweeted... Uh, earlier in the day, Wednesday, about how, you know, him and Chuck were ready for the match tonight. And then he says, hey, and then he tagged Chuck. 
Uh, let's go figure out the rules to this match we made up. Okay. So going into this thing, we were kind of expecting uh, a hot mess. This Well, to be fair, it, it was a hot mess. It was a, a hot mess. This, this feud has been kind of a hot mess. Um, so we weren't expecting a lot. Yeah. It actually turned out to be really good. Uh, at, at one point, Kip Sabian got through, thrown through the back of a whack-a-mole machine and then hit with the mallet a bunch of times. Yeah, they kept going back um, to the whack-a-mole machine and using the mallet on different people. So the the outside of the ring of the ring was set up like an arcade. They had arcade cabinets. They had a whack-a-mole machine. They had a claw game. They had a, a board set up with, like, trash can lid, a kendo stick, a chair, and, like, beside it had uh, 10,000 tickets, 5,000 tickets. So we were like, I feel like uh, they missed a calling here. They should have, like, had the ref giving them tickets as they did moves. <laughs> So they could go buy weapons, but yeah, they, like they we we, stole we were them. all we were all doing that. Like they they should have had to get tickets. Like yeah. bust open the machine and pull out reels of right. of tickets. Like, I don't care a, how they get them, yeah, but they have to the use tickets to buy that. the buy the weapons. Um, the match was cool. I, I thought the match ended up pretty good. Like like Michael said, it started off kind of eh. yeah. It was a little like they were just trying to figure out their flow, but they once they got into yeah. the groove, it was really good. Um, um, we saw two return, three returns technically, I guess, during this match. Um, we had yeah, okay, uh, Chris Statlander. Uh, she made her return, and she neutralized machine. Penelope Ford. Yeah, because Penelope was getting involved. Um, of course, she was. Do you blame her? Statlander popped up out of the claw machine, and it just dove out of the machine and attacked Penelope. That was really cool. Then she did the. Uh, uh, like a fisherman's supl- a fisherman's carry suplex mm-hmm. is the best way I can kind of think of to describe that off the ring apron through an air hockey table to Penelope. Yeah. Um, they ended up fighting to the little rampway at Daly's place. And then you see headlights in the background and here comes Sue and Trent in the minivan. Yeah. So technically yes, we had four returns cause we had Kip, I mean, uh, we had Chris, we had Trent, we had Sue, and we had the minivan. All made their their triumphant AEW like, reappearance. I was like, what are you doing? What's the fourth? What's the fourth? Uh. <laughs> um, Trent got out and kind of laid waste to Miro for a bit. Yeah, Trent Trent got out, got his kiss from his mom. Yep. And just got into the fray. And it was amazing. It was great. <laughs> Miro, it was... <laughs> Miro threw a, uh, a fake... Uh, Mortal Kombat 2 machine at Trent. Yeah. It was... I think the only thing that would have made this match better mm-hmm. would have been had they done it cinematic and set up a real arcade. But even then, I don't know if it would have given us the moment of Trent and his mom driving, you know? Yeah. So... It was great. I thought it was really cool. I, I really enjoyed this match. Like like we said, it kind of started out kind of slow, but it really quickly gained traction. Like, we were sitting here, we were playing D&D when it first started, and then towards the end of it, we were like, we weren't playing, we were just watching the match. Yeah. Um. I don't know. There there's, there's, is not a whole lot to talk about. Um. 
the well, we can talk about. I guess we can talk about the Cody Rhodes QT Marshall thing real quick. There yeah, wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about on AEW. Uh, we saw the almost the entirety of the Nightmare uh, Factory turn on Cody family. Well, they call it, this is the Nightmare Factory. Oh, this okay. is the 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 the, the, the training, basically the, the dark wrestlers: yeah. Nick Camarado, Lee Johnson, uh, whoever the other two are. Everybody QT has been training yeah. in Atlanta. Um, because we had this exhibition match. Um. Uh, Aaron Solo, Nick Camarado, Anthony Agogo uh, were the ones. They all jumped Cody. Then they started attacking. They attacked Arn. Mm-hmm. They dropped him on a barricade. They attacked uh, Dustin. In fact, uh, QT gave Dustin a pile driver on the top of the still steps. Yeah. Uh, then uh, Brandy 2.0 came running out. Red Velvet. I didn't stutter. I know. <laughs> she came. I'm letting out. people who don't watch, who don't know, yeah, that's right, know that's who right. it is. Uh, she came running out and covered Cody because uh, Cutie was about to drop him on the steps too, and she started screaming at him, "Get away! Get away! Get away!" And they, for whatever reason, listened to this 90 pound black woman and mm. walked off. It's all about optics. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, let's talk about Caesar Benoni for a second. Okay. It's it's his wife, right? Am I, I'm thinking the right person. His, uh, yes, his wife. His, yeah. So, Caesar Benoni, he is from Brazil, as is his wife. And his wife is very ill. Uh, cancer, I believe. Mm-hmm. They found a perfect match for the blood or whatever it is that they need. I, I don't know the full the, situation. The, mar- the bone marrow. Bone marrow. And it's his wife's sister. Yeah. Which, I mean, duh. Yeah. I mean, you always look to a family first in these kinds of situations. But she's in Brazil. So, maybe you're starting to see the problem of the travel bans and that kind of stuff. They were originally denied. His his sister-in-law was originally denied the ability to come to America to donate the bone marrow. They, through the use of their billionaire best friend, Tony Khan, and his lawyers, they were able to get an interview. And that sounds like I'm maybe saying this is a negative, that, hey, he has billionaire best friend. No, that is amazing that Tony Khan yeah. is fighting for his Cause, people. Cause let's, let's, let's step back here real quick for just a minute, too. Um, so, yeah, they got denied. They tried to go through the consulate. Consulate wouldn't give him an interview. Tony Khan, who Caesar Benoni's only been with AEW for like a month or two. Yeah. Maybe. He's been on dark almost the whole time. Yeah. Uh, this is a guy who, here's a guy. <laughs> um, he was on NXT, him and I forget the other guy, but they were, uh, NXT enhancement talent, basically. Yeah. They, one of them, they were like rich playboys, and they brought a Ferrari to the ring. Or I think they only may have been on TV a few times. They were only on TV a very few times. They were used on the NXT house show. Yeah. Stuff. Um, dude is enormous, but for whatever reason, didn't catch Vince's eye. Um, 
Who knows? Got let go. Yeah. So he shows up on an EW Dark. Um, so like I said, this is a dude who hasn't been here long. And Tony Khan and Sha- and I, I would only assume then, of course, Shad Khan, uh, dropped the entire weight of the Jacksonville Jaguar AEW, AEW legal team legal team to get them an interview so that this can be done. Yeah. Um, part of me says that's awesome. Yeah. Let's, let's look at the, the, let's look at the positive and then we'll talk about the, the other side of this. Cause the positives are all, that's awesome. The optics for Tony of like how he's taking care of his people. Yeah. He's, he's been behind his people this whole time. And here's the thing. I feel like Vince probably would have done the same, but I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I, I feel like Vince would have tried to do the same. Mm-hmm. And last year, he may have had a better opportunity to make things happen. Right. Because Vince and Donald have a relationship. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that Vince has any power in DC at the moment. Not that he cares, you know, he's got his little fiefdom of WWE. And would, I I don't know, I don't know. It's just amazing that Tony is supporting his talent the way that he is. Right. That he's, you know, he's allowing, he's allowing negative one. Yeah, to continue, you know, to, to continue to be of part of this, not even just of the story, but he's come out there and he's on the show. Yeah, he's he's not just in backstage segments. They put him on commentary on Dark. Yeah, he and, comes out with Dark Order. Yeah, you know they're allowing this kid mm-hmm. to continue well, and, and gave, take care he of. Gave him if negative one wants to be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. The day he turns 18, he has a contract with AEW. Yeah. Assuming AEW's still around, all that kind of good stuff, yeah. you know, of course. But this is a kid who's already knows how to perform moves. Yeah. You know. We all knew that, sir. But he but, could probably do it without killing somebody. Well, you know. I mean, I gave somebody a suplex off of a coffee table. Yeah. You know. You know? <laughs> we, we've all done stuff. But, you know, like, he's there's video of him out there performing like Hurricane Rana's and stuff with actual wrestlers. So he's already halfway trained. He's just got to mature and and, then grow into. I mean, he's what? I don't know. He's like nine or 10 or something. Something like that. Um, Still a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not not taking anything away from him. Like, shoot, I can't do a Hurricane Rana and I'm 34. Well, Mm -hmm. I I will be on Saturday. And I've never been able to do a hurricane run. <laughs> yeah. You so. know, I, I could, but you know, with the way my checking account set up, uh, <laughs> Tony Khan is taking care of his team. Yes. And he's providing things and opportunities for his team. And the optics are amazing for it. The optics are amazing. I don't think he's doing it just for the optics. Oh, I don't think of he it. is either. I, I'm I, sure he isn't, but they, they look really good. Yeah. You know, um, let's let's talk about what he's done when he set this company up. Mm-hmm. He said, "Hey, do you have a talent that we can utilize in the office?" Yeah. Then we're going to give you a job in the office. Mm-hmm. You know, like 
Cody, the Bucks, and Kenny being VPs. Brian yeah. Cutler is a is with Talent Relations, I think. He's a video editing. Uh, video editing. He, he, he's um, with the video. Um, um, what's her name? Um, the librarian chick. I, I'm blanking Leva on Bates. her. Leva Bates. She is Brandy's executive assistant. Yeah. Because um, Brandy's the CEO, oh, oh, the brand officer. Yeah. yeah. Chief Brandy officer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, she's Brandy's executive assistant, but that's not a, you know, oh, she's just an assistant, anybody. No, she is in charge of setting up all of these different things that they do. You go and you watch uh, Brandon do his D&D thing that he was doing. I don't know if he still yeah. is or not. And you'll see her, hey, Brandon, and, and try to mm-hmm. keep them on track. Like, yeah. you'll see her switch modes from... Hey, I'm a participant in this. To, to hey, we got to keep going, <laughs> right? And because it's D and D, and D and D gets off track so quick. Yes, I mean, like, yeah, D and D. That's that's all it does is it just goes off track. But they're providing these opportunities for people who have that ability, and they're providing healthcare for those that have those. Abilities, And I'm sure that if somebody went to him and said, hey, Tony, I don't currently have a skill that you can use, but I'd like to go to school to learn X, Y, or Z. I'm sure Tony would step up and say, hey, man, let's make that happen for you. Because he seems like he's all about helping these talent out and helping them progress in their careers Exactly. And and look towards a career after wrestling because most of these people, most of these wrestlers aren't going to be around forever. One, they're not going to be around forever. And two, you've got AEW still has a quite a few people that are older. Yeah. Even the ones that are new into the scene or at least new to you and me, I guess yeah. I should say, they're still older wrestlers, like Scorpio Sky. Yeah, he's in his upper, mid to late 30s. Yeah, I was about to say, he's in his late 30s. Chris Daniels, 50. 50. Uh, Jericho, yeah. and there, 50. There's another, there's another one, Chris Daniels. He is the head of talent relations, yeah. or he was. I don't yeah. know if he still is. So they're using these people who have these skills, have these abilities to guide their their show guide their company. And I think that's utterly amazing. He's not handicapping his people and saying, Oh, Hey, look, you go out and you develop a following on Twitch. He's not come to, to this point and said, Oh, Hey, no, I own you. So I own your Twitch channel. Right. Like a certain somebody in New York is right. And then the fact that they even made fun of it. Um, yeah. He's like, Go out, spread this brand, spread your brand, and it makes us all stronger. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, that's part of what I don't get with the whole Vince thing. But real quick, I do want to hit on there. The only negative that I want to say about this is why did a multi-billion-dollar corporation have to get lawyers involved to get a family member to donate uh, and save a life? That goes into the fact that healthcare in this country is in shambles. Yeah, healthcare um, in this com- country is a 
privilege for the few. Which we don't want to get into. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to get into politics and all of that. But this case highlights the need for everybody, kind of overhaul, everybody to give a honest look at healthcare. Yep. Sit down, look at your healthcare. Look at what you do. What happens if you get sick? Exactly. You know, I'm blessed that I have insurance, and I have yeah. very good insurance. I have insurance. I I, I won't and, go the other route. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have very good insurance. The company I work for takes care of me very well. I have family members that that's not the case. I have friends that that's not the case. And I know people who have been sick and they just can't go to the doctor because there's, there's, they can't afford it. Mm -hmm. So this kind of case, the fact that whether Cesar Bononi and his wife are U S citizens or not, they are uh, working here, living here, providing into the economy here. And the fact that they can't get her sister to come up, Right. Without a billionaire and a multi-million dollar, two multi-million dollar companies behind them. That's a huge problem. Exactly. So. Um, Speaking of Tony Khan and letting his people do stuff. Jericho. Right. Is going to be. Shocked the hell out of me. On Stone Cold's podcast show thingy that he does on um, Peacock. Yes. I was going to say WWE Network, but it's Peacock now. And hearing uh, hearing uh, uh, Stone Cold talk about how it happened was great, too. Yeah. Who uh, knew Vince uses emojis? So, uh, Stone Cold had sent Jericho a message about seeing the show and liking what he saw. Jericho responded, yeah, man, would love to be on your podcast. Ha, 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 you know, joking about it. Stolen Cold says, well, let's see if I can make that happen. Yeah. So he sent Vince, he says he sent Vince a text, and Vince says, sure, go ahead. So he get back in touch with Jericho. They start setting it up, get all the way to the end of when they're, you know, getting ready to do it. And Jericho says, man, make sure one more time. Yeah. You know, because I don't want to get there and all this kind of to be a problem. So Stone Cold said he sent Vince a text, you know, hey, man, are you really sure you're okay with this? And Vince just responded with a thumbs up emoji. And there we go. There we go. We now have Jericho on the the, the Broken Skull podcast. You know, and I've watched some of them. I always find them interesting, but I don't always watch them. Mm-hmm. And this is one I'm going to watch. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. I want to see I wanna, what they talk about. Yeah, I want to see what they talk about. I want to see how they talk about AEW. Because how do you talk to Chris Jericho? in 2021 and not talk about AEW. Yep. I mean, so, but Tony's letting that happen. Vince is letting that happen. You know, and triple H was talking about, it. he's like, I don't understand why people are so shocked by this. We've always said that we're open for business. Yeah. But you've always done stuff that makes it seem like you're not, you've always said you're well, open for business. Here's the, here's the thing with Vince that, that, Vince is so protective of the WWE brand. 
I don't blame him for it, but he is overprotective of the brand. Like we have all of these instances where, you know, let's talk about AJ Styles. Oh, he said championships around the world. Yeah. But we never mentioned where. It was their odd. history. It was it was odd because this ties into it. Watching the preview that they played for the uh, Target thing or whatever they're calling it mm-hmm. for the Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, they had a picture of Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly having a match in New Japan, and they credited New Japan. And I'm like, wait, what? Right. <laughs> and he's kind of, it seems like he's kind of relaxed a little sometimes because um, Sami Zayn here, what, last year, year before last, dropped the uh, the AEW. Yeah. You know, he dropped... What AE? You think I'd go to AEW? Yeah, on Raw, you know. Um, so there's been a little bit of relax there, but but they then still... he tightens back up, right. and you know, he's somehow convinced AJ Styles that he owns the name AJ Styles. Yeah, so AJ can't do his own thing on Twitch. I don't don't get into I don't understand Vince. A lot of times, you know, he um, yeah, he seems to really get it sometimes, mm-hmm. and then other times he doesn't get it at all. It's like he has these moments of clarity, or he has these moments of somebody around him finally saying, "Dude, no." And he yeah. says, all right, maybe you're right. And he goes off and he does, and you know, he lets them do their thing. And then the next time they tried, he's like, I've run WWE for 47 million years. I know what's right. And I'm then, God. You and know. then you get garbage. Um, so, yeah. It just, I don't know. Um, I'm intrigued by seeing... Jericho. Me too. Uh, out there. I, and, I, I do want to see this. Yeah. I, I really do. Um, otherwise, for AEW, there wasn't a whole lot um, to really, really talk about that I can remember, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple things from the main shows. We had, I believe it was this week, was it not, that they announced... Uh, no, that was last week. We had uh, Edge do his thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he comes out, he talks about, and and I don't understand the idea here. Edge with his, you know, I was destined to be in that main event. Uh, it was gonna be my spot. Blah blah blah. Yeah, dude, you were still there. You know, it, I I don't I don't get this heel turn on Edge at all especially this close to mania. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever. It's, I don't know, it's weird. Um, Edge has always been better as a heel. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always been an amazing heel, and maybe oh, Vince is just like, I, we, we need him to be heel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also... It is an intriguing story. Yeah. As much as I hate to admit it, Edge coming back, crediting Daniel for 
inspiring him yeah. to see if it was possible for him to come back. And then getting kind of... And then Daniel kind of screwing him out of his much-deserved match and, and, and inserting himself in that didn't. match. That's the thing. You know, it's... Um, I don't know. The only way I can see this, either A, with this triple threat thing, they're wanting to keep Roman strong somehow, and we're going to see uh, Edge pin Daniel Bryan, or they're wanting to maybe drag this out to SummerSlam, and we're going to see like Daniel Bryan about to get the best of Edge and then Jey Uso comes running down and attacks Daniel Bryan with a chair or something, and then Roman pins Daniel Bryan. Um, so you have that whole edge, I never lost my, I didn't lose my opportunity, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. You have Daniel Bryan screwed again, you know. It's, it's, it is what it is. Um, it's WWE trying to overbook things. By far. Um, speaking of overbooking things, we have two nights of WrestleMania. Yes. So, which night do you think that the Andre the Mem- Andre Memorial Battle Royal is? None of them. None of them. They're putting it on SmackDown. Yeah. This has been a traditional wrestling match that WWE puts on to include all of, all of their talent in their WrestleMania show. Mm-hmm. Now it's not even going to be on WrestleMania. Oh, and we've but, expanded the show sir, to two nights. But, sir, what we is... had to make room for Logan Paul and Sami Zayn to have a, a documentary thing. And we had to make room for Shane McMahon to, to keep calling Braun Strowman stupid. Ugh. So we had to get rid of the 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 unimportant, the uninteresting battle royal that included all of, you know, the other superstars in it. We had to do away with that because we had to make sure that Shane, Shane McMahon. Yeah. McMahon. McMahon. Yeah. Shane. Shane O'Mac. And Logan Paul, a never was. Don't forget Bad Bunny. And Bad Bunny. I forgot about that. We had to make sure that these celebrities that are in no way the uh, target audience of your general wrestler uh, wrestling fan. Yeah, we had to make one hundred percent sure that uh, they were taken care of. Absolutely, it's insane. Very. Like, I get it. You want to have Bad Bunny involved. I, that one I at least understand. Yeah, he seems to be a wrestling fan. He seems to really enjoy it. He seems to want to be involved, and he just won a Grammy. Yeah, I get him. I don't. I don't know who he is. Really, I don't. I don't, I don't but either. On the same but token, okay. Yeah, I'm sure there were people back in the day who didn't know who Kid Rock was. Tyson. Um. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. I don't. I, I don't know who Bad Bunny is. I don't. I, I'll, you know what I know Bad Bunny from? Wrestling. The Corona commercial was Snoop Dogg. Ah, uh, I think I, it's I know Corona. Wrestling. I think it's <laughs> yeah. You know, I, like that's the only place I know Bad Bunny from other than wrestling. But he seems to actually be putting in the work to be involved. Yep. 
Bad Bunny, or I'm sorry, not Bad Bunny, Logan Paul looked bored while he was out there on TV. Yep. I don't understand why we're involving him. And let's go back three years. Was it, has it been that long since he and his brother got in huge trouble for doing something in Japan? Yeah. Where they filmed in the suicide forest. Yeah. Um, Or, or last year where he or his brother, one of the two of them got in trouble for looting a target. Yeah. I think like, it was him. You're multi-millionaires mm-hmm. at this point. They they are millionaires because of yeah. their YouTube following and and all of that. Why are you involving yourself in looting yeah. a target? I don't understand. Well, his explanation for that was, well, I did it for a video. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Anyway, we um, we have a YouTube channel. We do a lot of stupid stuff for videos on that YouTube channel. We're not looting a target. We don't break <laughs> the law. Um. I don't know. Ricky did that one time. Well, that's Ricky. We can't yeah, be accountable for what Ricky does. So I just, I don't get it. I, I don't understand. Um, like we were talking about at the beginning too, Raw and SmackDown as a whole, nothing happened. Uh, well, hey. I would say nothing happened. One thing happened that I do want to touch on briefly. Yeah. Uh, the Hurt Business is broken up. Yeah, the Hurt, well... The Hurt Business did not break up. Well, they they fired Shelton Benjamin, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. And Cedric were kicked out of the Hurt Business. The Hurt Business still exists, and it's MVP and Bobby Lashley. Uh, Bobby Lashley. And they're always looking for new members, is what yeah. it said. Um, we had Lashley continues his, I will give anybody his who bounty. takes out Drew McIntyre his bounty. a title shot. Yeah. Um, Drew was in the locker room. Uh, that was this raw, wasn't it? Yeah. Drew went into the in the locker room, and he gave a speech, slamming everybody in the locker room. Nobody stepped up. No one stepped up. So he and, and he was pissed that he nobody was mad. like nobody wanted to step up to Drew. And he was mad. Like he gave, he gave a, he ran down everybody, including Braun. He got in Braun Strowman's face, face and and Braun was like, "Look, I got other things to deal with at the moment. Yeah, but I'll be first in line when when, when you, you get win, your title back. I'm first in line, you know. Um, but he was running everybody down. Like I can't believe how much it, basically cowards you guys are. Yeah. Um, and then Ricochet stepped up. Yeah, Ricochet is look, look, we've known each other a long time. Let's go do this. Yeah, he beat Ricochet. And, I was watching this with my girlfriend, and before Brag. the match, I said, this is a shame that this match is not going to be as good as it should be. Yep. And she looked at me, and she's like, why? And I said, because it's going to be a two-minute match, yep. and we're not going to see what we should see out of this. That should have been. And it was right. We should have seen Ricochet doing all kinds of his high-flying, mm-hmm. using his speed against McIntyre. This should have been a showcase for Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yes, McIntyre was always going to win. I'm yeah. fine with that. And we know McIntyre's good. But this should have been Ricochet going out there and showing, hey, there's a reason that I've mm-hmm. been a top star in every other organization that I've been in. Yep. The fact that WWE refuses to see that. Yeah. That's on them. Not that's on, on them. And, you know, unless he's finger blasting his butthole. but that's what this should have been about. And it wasn't Ali got that spot. Mm -hmm. 
because right after Drew beat Ricochet, Ali yeah. attacked him from behind. We go into yeah. a match, and Ali got to showcase. Yeah. And then Drew put him down. And then finally we get somebody taking him up, taking Lashley up on his offer, who, as much as I hate to say it, is the most credible threat to Drew that we've yeah. seen involved in this storyline. Right. And that's Baron Corbin. I'm not calling him King Corbin. No. Baron, Baron Corbin. Corbin. And so next week, or this week, I guess, tomorrow night, yeah, we get to see Corbin versus Drew. To soften Drew up for yep. Lashley. Yep. I don't care. I don't either. I, like, That's the problem with, to me, that is the problem with WrestleMania. Everybody talks about the road to WrestleMania. Rumble to Mania. Back in the day... And when I say that, I mean back in like the 80s, early 90s type thing, right? Mm-hmm. The road to Mania was 100% about building your story. What what storylines are going to culminate at Mania so that we can blow it up afterwards and we can set up our new stories? That's not the case anymore. You get like one sort of haphazard storyline. Mm-hmm. That halfway through, Vince decides he hates, which apparently Vince decided he hated everything about Mania this year. Yeah. And wrecked it middle of March. So the stories that were being built all of a sudden are either scrambling to try to fix them. Mm -hmm. Or they're just not building a story at all, and they're throwing in all these little bits and pieces. Like, the story here should be Drew versus Bobby. 100%. Yeah. That started at Elimination Chamber. Right? Well, I mean, it's been ongoing, because remember, Bobby had title shots last year. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, Um, we saw Bobby go from not being able to beat Drew to becoming more and more of this dominant Bobby Lashley that he should have been all along. This match should be this this build should have been okay, Miz beat uh Drew for the title in the, you know, ultimate opportunist style. Lashley beats the crap out of Miz, what, two weeks later? Yeah. Because Miz kept trying to to run. Yeah. Drew challenges Lashley and says, I'm coming back for my belt. Mm-hmm. Period. We could have a couple of weeks of Sheamus yeah. with the whole, you know, look, fella, you lost. You know, we can have a couple of weeks of that. Then Bobby should be, you know what, Drew? You got, you you lost. You don't have the belt. It's my belt. You want to get it? You got to prove that you're worth it. Then have Bobby setting up, you know, you got to beat Cedric. You got to beat Shelton. You got to beat MVP. You know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's never fair to Drew, but have Drew win. Every one of them, of course, because good guy, you have to. Yeah. But all of this little extra stuff in the middle, it just seems like it's the Hurt Business breaking up, the 
you know, this with Ali and everything, it just feels very, very bland, very yeah. thrown together. I mean, I love the promo Drew cut about, you know, nobody stepping up to him. That shouldn't have been a necessity. That if, if you're going that route, Lashley should have called everybody out and everybody should have been chomping at the bit to go get Drew. Yeah. You know, um, why weren't they? Why like, weren't they? Everybody, everybody should have been coming out for that. Yeah. It, everybody should have been coming after him. Yeah. Like, um, Gulak yeah. went to throw a punch and then towered back. Yeah. No, man, step up. Yeah. You're all wrestlers here. Yeah. Just because Drew's a giant, everybody in the back should have. I thought the idea was you went to the land of WWE, the land of opportunity to be the champion. Yeah. You are being given this golden opportunity by Lashley. Lashley didn't even say you had to beat him square to get the thing. He just said you had, had to, to take, take him, out. him out. So why well, wasn't Drew Gulak in the back with a ball peen hammer hiding behind a road case to hit Drew? Yeah. Or, or even know? just a chair. Let's just, l- chair. let's keep it more you know, like what WWE is willing to show these days, a chair, a kendo stick. Yeah. Take him Nobody out. Nobody has done anything with it. You could have also, where is, um, um, I just completely blanked on his name. Uh, the other member of three and B, um, gender. Yeah. Where's gender. Yeah. He's clear to wrestle. He wrestled yeah. a couple months back when they did the, uh, yeah. Why the, the Indian out? thing. Where is he? And you're going to tell me, Oh, gender's not a threat to drew. Gender's just as big as drew is. Gender did the and, gender did the Drew McIntyre path. Yeah, Drew's doing it more before successfully. Drew, before Drew, really? Yeah, um, Drew's doing it more successfully by far. But um, but why didn't you have that? You could have you could have told a quick story of any of the low card guys, right? Mm-hmm. They take out Drew McIntyre, chair, kendo stick, like you were talking about, whatever. Beat the trash out of him in the back. Then that night, Bobby makes good. He says, come on down to the ring. You uh, you earned your shot. Yeah. They come down to the ring, wrestle for less than, a, I need this match to be like a minute long. Yeah, he right? just destroys them. He destroys them. But while he's got them in the hurt lock, they call for the bell because we want the match to be clean. They call for the bell. Bobby won't release the hurt lock. Drew comes out of the, the Thunderdome area mm-hmm. and just lays Bobby out. Yeah. But while he's got the dude in the hurt lock, he claymores both of them. Yeah. Why not? You know? And then like he's holding his side or he's holding his back and he he has a he grabs a mic, you know, and he says, If you're gonna try to take me out, you've got to do better than that. And then Claymore's again. Yeah. And then Because by this off. time Bobby's getting up. We yeah. we built we built Bobby to be this unstoppable beast. One Claymore doesn't like, take him out. Like, build up the fact that nobody wants to challenge Drew because no matter what they do to him, by the end of the night, they're eating Claymores. Yeah. You know? Uh, you know, have the next week, have another low-card guy. Tries the same thing. He he locks Drew in a road case or something stupid. This can be stupid, yeah. right? You're taking out Drew McIntyre. So Bobby says, come on down. You earned your shot. Another 45 second to a minute match where he just decimates them. And at the, you know, you cut to a backstage camera and you see Drew just 
explode out of this road case. Yeah. And then he comes down there and drops another set of claymores. Every time Lashley gets the win, Drew doesn't interrupt the match. Lashley gets the win, and then Drew lays them both out. Or at least lays out the person who turned on him, right? He doesn't have to lay out Lashley every time. Yeah. But it eventually gets to the point where, like, the... the MVP MVP being, needs to eat a Claymore during this, at yeah. some point. A couple Claymores. It gets to the point where this Monday, you know, we've built this. Lashley does his, you know, I'm still giving the shots. And, like, all the people that have been beat up just come out, and they're like, absolutely not <laughs> at this point. You've now built Drew as this monster. Yeah. Lashley has been built as this monster because he's wrecking these dudes. He's wrecking these dudes. He's eating uh, claymores and getting back he's up. He's eating claymores and getting back up. You've built Drew as this monster because he's getting beat in the back with chairs, kendo sticks, locked in cases, handcuffed to railings, whatever. Yeah. Every night by the main event, he frees himself or he gets better and he levels people. Mm-hmm. So now I'm looking at this as like, damn, I don't know which one of these people is going to win. Yeah. You know, I want to see who's going to come I out. I want on to top. see who's coming out of this because you have an unstoppable force in Drew and you have an unstoppable force in Lashley and they are going to collide at the grandest stage of them all. Dude, that would be awesome. It would. That's building a story. Mm-hmm. Instead, we're gonna get a match, yeah. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see the match. I'm gonna enjoy it because I, I'm. I feel like I like both. Drew. I, I feel like, like, like Drew's gonna Drew get the win and Bobby. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Drew's gonna get the win this time, but and I think they're trying to give Drew that moment that pop that he should have gotten last year, had things not happened. the The pandemic happened the way it did, right? Because Drew beating Brock. Would have been amazing. Yes. Yes, it would. Speaking of Brock, do we see him I don't come so. back? I don't think so. You don't think so? Not yet. Um, I would have given it a better shot if all of the pandemic stuff had been over with at this mm-hmm. point. But with the fact that Canada still kind of closed down in a lot of places and you know, some states here are open and some states aren't and all that kind of stuff. I, I don't see Brock coming back. So what you're saying is we can blame Canada? We can blame Canada. <laughs> Actually, we should praise Canada for that. Yeah. But but that yeah. doesn't work for the joke and the, the South Park tie-in. And, Not and, at all. You know. <laughs> so, um, anything else that you want to talk about this week? Not particularly. I think that's pretty much it. One thing I noticed, and it may have been there for a while, if you haven't seen it, the dark side of the ring, the entire first series, the first season of it, is on Hulu. Yes. So if you have a Hulu account, go watch go them. watch that because that series is amazing. And they've got the third season of that will be starting up some point in the next couple months, I think. Yeah, I think so. So I know they've announced a couple of the shows. They've announced them. I don't know what they are. That show is amazing. Uh, another thing that happened this week, Rob Van Dam yeah. uh, is going into WWE Hall of Fame. So Sure. <laughs> so is um, 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 Bischoff's going in. 
Molly Holly is going in. Out of the um, celebrity. Uh, William Shatner. Yeah, William Shatner. Um, bitch, okay. Yeah, I mean, I whatever. Mean, look, I, I'm a Star Trek fan. Mm-hmm. And sure, sure. Put Captain Kirk in there. Sure, whatever. Um, Into your virtual Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, That's fine. So, yeah. But, yeah. it. Dark Side of the Ring. Check it out on YouTube. Watch for it to come back on Vice here in a couple months. That show is what a documentary should be. Yes. Agreed. So with all that being said, we're going to wrap it up and go back and enjoy the rest of our Easter. Uh, happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter to everybody. Big thank you to McNarb gaming here in Gaucher, Mississippi for allowing us to use this space. Even if they are closed today being Easter. Eh, I mean, I mean everybody's good. allowed to be closed. Everybody's allowed to be closed on Easter. So. And uh, once again, thank you to big dog liquor, which is where I did get the liquor that I was supposed to bring tonight. And, you know, forgot like you do. Um, next week. Next week we'll have it. And and speaking of next week, we've got some big ideas in the works. We'll see if we can pull them off. Yeah. So. So with that said, cheers. Cheers.